Candace Owens says Harry Styles isn't manly. Is it because Candace Owens is a radical right winger or because Harry Styles wore a gown? We're going to discuss that. Then we're going to discuss the Million MAGA March and what took place when Antifa and Black Lives Matter went to antagonize all of those Trump supporters. And then finally, we're going to get into the slogan, Build Back Better, and why world leaders keep saying that. And is it a clue to a more sinister plan? Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? This is K-Cartoon. This is Rx Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it. Two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Go on over to Twitter. Follow us at Hanging with Apes. Go on over to our website. That's HangingWithApes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip-hop music, go to any major music streaming platform. Type in Audio Apes, and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. It truly is the best. This shit is getting wild, man. It is. It is getting interesting. So I don't, I don't know what, what to believe in anymore. Harry uh, Styles is wearing a dress. That is not so hard for me to believe. <laughs> uh, what is hard for me to believe is the backlash, the criticism, the hatred that Candace Owens flat out received for criticizing the idea of Harry Styles wearing a dress. And I quote from her Twitter feed. There is no society that can survive without strong men. The East knows this. In the West, the steady feminization of our men at the same time that Marxism is being taught to our children is not a coincidence. It is an outright attack. Bring back manly men. And then you see a picture from Vogue magazine of Harry Styles wearing... Uh, different articles of women's clothing. Uh, looks like one is just like some sort of woman's jacket, and then a dress and a gown. And she looks too proper. It's well, you think it's proper? I find it disturbing. <laughs> but this is still America, at least until Beijing Biden takes over, oh, and then Lord. maybe we're not free to say these things freely anymore. But until then. Uh, what do you think of Harry Styles in the dress? I mean, I'm not shocked. Uh, in all seriousness, I'm not shocked that a guy would, who's in Hollywood and sings pop music, would do that. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not a shocking thing. Um, and then it being the a Vogue magazine. I think that you know it's perfectly in the the realm of normal when it comes to that world and mm-hmm. what people are to expect from that world, and also like uh, um, an understanding of that from the realm of like how people perceive it is well, it's Vogue, so who is watching or who is buying Vogue? Certainly not me, mm-hmm. certainly not you, probably not Candace Owens. I mean. So, 
and then if if you actually look at what Candace Owens is saying, this is this is a uh, very true. It's true. Um, I just had a conversation with a friend uh, yesterday about that, about like how how manly men are few and far in between, uh, and the younger men are a lot more feminized, a lot more soft. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I'm not saying that you're supposed to be this macho man, you know, fucking misogynistic and fucking, you know, the type of type of dude. But what I am saying is like we're we're starting to see uh, worrisome or worrying uh, trends in how men operate in 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 and what their principles are and 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 what their philosophy on life is and i think that that's what she's getting at so the fact that she would get backlash and not actual dialogue from people who are criticizing her is all the more disturbing to me i would say you know what i mean because like yes the picture we see is him in a gown or him in a dress or whatever there's different pictures him in like a ballerina it's all types of wild shit you you sit and you break some stuff like that down and then you realize like who's cool with it and who's not and what's the philosophy behind it what's the morality behind that what's the principles behind all of that and what does that say about society as a whole like what what are we seeing you know what i mean mm-hmm. i think that's the bigger conversation at the same time this is not the first time we've seen it the, didn't like david uh what was it david bowie or whatever that's he was he was in a dress before uh, for a magazine or whatever. This is just Hollywood shit. But what she's saying is is very true. Um, I remember you were telling me uh, you had a situation when, when President Trump won in 2016 and, and, like, a kid had gotten, like, a little brochure on how um, to cope with that. Yeah, from their school. Yeah. And I think that... That's when, again, the philosophy on how you deal with things breaks down into, like, the cultures and subcultures of society. Like, a grammar school student on how to cope if the president that maybe people didn't want in that region to be president. The school set up a hotline. Like, it was was, uh, a flyer essentially saying that if you or your family is scared... You know, call this number or come talk to us and I guess we'll cope with this together or I yeah. It it was it was very nonsensical I, but I mean it existed. That's the world that we live in. And I think you're right. You do see these instances where People don't deal with things in the right manner and it does set forth a culture or a tradition of dealing with things in the wrong manner yeah. and you they build on that. That's what they build on yeah. because that to me as a parent, as a teacher, as a mentor, it, like if, if I was in charge or responsible for shaping the minds of some of these younger children to me that would have been a teachable moment in terms of well for the last eight years things were going a certain way in this country and it stagnated people and people felt a certain way so that's why people voted for this guy it didn't have anything to do with you know 
racism because the very same people that voted Trump in were the very same people that voted Obama in. Mm -hmm. So that argument like is is so like void and 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 unfounded and baseless that Trump voters like by and large are racist. No. It's it's moronic at this point for anybody to even try to regurgitate that that bullshit ass argument. And so as a educator or working for an educational institution, you would think that rather than print out that fucking brochure or that flyer or whatever you want to call it in the name of, oh, well, people are scared. Well, why don't you teach them so they're not scared so they understand what's really going on as opposed to continuously perpetuating the same misinformation that has been perpetuated you know what i'm saying like if you want to call yourself an educator you know but you're not you're not that's the issue with a lot of the bureaucratic paper pushing types is that they're not really great. This I would say is is a is is a charitable way to say yeah. it. Um, Understatement. <laughs> and so, you have these type of people everywhere. You have them working for Vogue magazine. You have them working for Twitter. You have them working for YouTube. You have them working for for Apple. They're they're everywhere, and so. They do indeed look at the world through that lens. Yeah. The issue with it is that when you have real shit going on, like we seem to have right now in society and in culture, and you have a voice that stands out like Candace Owens, you see where, where the clash begins because... I, I I can't say because if we, we you start to delve too much into the realm of conspiracy theory if you say that this is like a, a orchestrated operation to feminize men. No. So I don't want to say that because I don't think there's enough evidence or proof to substantiate such a claim. But what I can say is that there definitely is an organized effort to make the feminization of men more acceptable yeah yeah and is that good it becomes the question like what does that yield for society is the question and like that's where you get into like real deep conversations because yeah okay i'm not gonna go down like the QAnon path or the or the tinfoil even though even though like I'm not I'm not like demeaning QAnon because like yeah. I think that a lot of like what some of those QAnon people believe. Yeah. I don't think it's as far fetched as like the mainstream media would would have us believe it is, but they do have some like crazy things. But yeah. what's so interesting though, and you think about QAnon, QAnon a lot of times they get associated with Alex Jones in the realm of like conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. But it's so funny that, like, I remember a few years ago, like, at the beginning of Trump's presidency or even a little bit before that, Alex Jones was viewed as a lot more conspiracy theory than he is now. A lot of things that have transpired has made people in in the last four years has made people really be like, man, damn, Alex Jones was kind of onto something, you know, and he yeah. doesn't seem 
as as fuck as far out there as he once did. Yeah. So who knows what another two, three, four years could bring that people are like, damn man, these QAnon people, they weren't as wacky as as I once as I once thought they were. And, and why are they so scared? Tim Pool just had um, Alex Jones on on his uh, podcast episode, so Timcast IRL. And uh, it was on track to be like one of the biggest Timcast uh, episodes. And anything Alex Jones touches on the internet is gold. Yeah, yeah, pure gold. So like, is it that because I think the way um, Tim Pool said that YouTube uh, went about it was like they were like, well, it's because he said something about taking arms or something like that. Yeah, like he he violated the guidelines. Yeah, and 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 it and it's like, damn, you're this scared of this guy, this one guy. Mm-hmm. You're this scared of this guy. And you eliminated him from YouTube, and somehow this guy comes into someone's episode and is able to sell out. So I don't know. I don't know that this this to me is an indicator that like you understand the power that someone holds and mm-hmm. and their influence, and you'll stop at nothing to to like silence them. And to me, it's like. I'm not saying that Alex Jones is right about everything, but I am saying that it's a scary notion. You know, it's not his show. He just said something. You know, and at the end, like, if you say something, you're talking candidly. You know how Alex Jones is. Yeah. You know, like... I remember there was a quote from Game of Thrones, and... Oh, yeah. I don't... I I, I won't say it verbatim, because I don't remember exactly, like, how it was, but... Is from Tyrion Lannister. Yeah. And it was something along the lines of cutting out a man's tongue doesn't prove him to be a liar. It just shows the world that you're scared of what he might say. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And that's essentially what took place when they got rid of Farrakhan. They deplatformed Farrakhan. When they deplatformed Milo. When they deplatformed <laughs> Alex Jones. Yeah. What are these guys saying that you're so scared of? Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. like there the, obviously it's something or there's something in in their philosophy that you feel has the potential to latch on. With Milo, I think it was his ability to penetrate the shield of the new modern proletariat. It's like look, listen, like I'm a gay Jew that comes from Britain and I'm married to a black guy, but like I should I should fit into like the stereotype of like what the left wants me to be, but yeah. I'm here to tell you that you don't have to be that. Yeah. With Farrakhan, what I think what's so scary about it is also he penetrates the 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 shield of 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 the the new modern day proletariat also when it comes to people of color because yeah. essentially his whole philosophy is well we're not going to rely on the government we don't want that we want independence yeah. you know what i'm saying his thing he's not of the he's not cut from the same like extreme radical maybe all of that stuff but he's all for his people yeah. being powerful and independent owning stuff owning land like all of that stuff like he's not for 
he would never be down for like no communist shit or no, no. socialism shit and you know so that's scary because it's like you have somebody with that voice that could potentially fire up yeah the black community you know what i'm saying it's pretty it's pretty scary notion yeah, yeah. It, it's a it's a scary notion and it's an interesting notion and i think like you'll find in time as things progress especially under a biden presidency i think you'll find a lot of unlikely alliances going forward like yeah and, and to be honest with you, and we thought about this, I remember at the time you and I, we were in Hollywood and like we we thought about this because it was at the time where like all of this deplatforming was going on and automatically we were like, I don't understand why like all of these guys don't go on Joe Rogan right now and talk about this, like yeah. a unified yeah. voice, you know what I'm saying? We could beef and be against each other and like be on what we're on, like, you know, when we're done with this, but for the moment... We need this alliance because this is just the beginning. Yeah, and you gotta understand, like if they're doing it, if they're doing it with, they were doing it under, under Danny T. Like, how much more adamant are they gonna be about it when, when, if he's out of office? We won't say when because shit, that shit is still yeah. to be determined. But, um, but if he were out of office, how much adamant? How much more adamant are they gonna be about it? And I think that was one of the reasons why starting off Farrakhan, like as time progressed, he did start to talk bad about Trump, but starting off, I don't know if you remember, but yes. he didn't, I wouldn't say he was pro Trump, but he definitely was like, well, let's give him a, let's give him a chance. He let's took a very ice cube stand. Like, I don't fucking like the guy, but I'm going to work with him if, if it means for my people. Yeah. I'll do that. Yeah. Like, I, I don't have any problem working with my people or for my people and maybe working with dude or wanting him to do good if it means good for us. Absolutely. And that's a scary notion because it's like, uh, like, like we were talking about a few episodes back. It's like the little ripple effect of like, damn, it's like when, when, when Trump came in, he shattered the glass and then now you're starting to see every every which way in this window like little cracks of light mm -hmm. oh shit ice cube uh he he built this uh the the platinum plan for for that trump is, is touting oh shit uh kanye sat down with with, with trump mm -hmm. oh shit joe rogan asked trump to debate biden trump said yeah i'll do it it's like all these things that shouldn't happen but somehow it's like it's like we're living in in a weird and alternate thing, universe and, and things that that are that are important that they happened because you start to see that there is a little bit of a pivot and that's what like i guess more or less what candace owens is referencing is that the east sees this and and when we say when when we say the East, we're talking about China and the philosophy that comes out of China of control, communism, yeah, control of the people. Because you gotta you gotta understand, like out of the billion people that are in China, about one million are in the government, and like they pretty much control everything. So like those one million people. They live very lavish lives. Yep. 
and like they give the people just enough so like they don't complain too much yeah. and then and it's total control I mean, down. I mean, it's pretty crazy over there. Down to like facial recognition oh, technology yeah. was was they. You have a there's a social credit score yeah. if you say the yeah. wrong thing online. If you jaywalk, if you like just wild shit, like you're monitored for everything. These cameras have facial recognition, and 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 this social credit affects if you can get a loan, if you can like just anything that you would need. This will affect you. And it's like, well, at what point did freedom become, like, not so free? You know what I mean? Like, you're not free. There is no freedom, really. Well, yeah, over there, there's none. Yeah. Here, there's there still is, but you have to influence culturally yeah. in order to in order to be able to try to diminish it. And I think that's where you get into the realm of, all right, well, let's make it more acceptable for men to be more feminine because a more feminine man is not, well, not one, he's he's, he's going to be far less willing to fight. Yeah. But also, more feminine men and like the, the idea of, of the feminization of men, there comes a lot of, psychological things attached to that i give you an example the other day on facebook there's this uh this this guy on there and um uh, he's uh from i don't know him personally but like we've had a few back and forths on facebook and from what i could see he's he's uh like a a secular jew yeah and he's he posted something that struck me he said it was he's, he's pro Biden and he said, "I can't wait till the non-bully guy is in office," meaning Biden. Like, I, so I can't wait till the non-bully guy is in office. So, referencing Biden as not a bully and Trump as yeah. a bully. What was interesting though is, I noticed that. Prior to the election and the media projecting Biden to be the victor, this particular guy, he walked a fine line. Like, it was very hard to know, like, who he was going to vote for. But once the projection of Biden came out, he was, like, all gung-ho about, oh, yeah, Biden. I'm a Biden supporter, this and that. Yeah. So... I mean, I don't want to say that he's feminine or beta or whatever, but to me, this notion of, oh, I can't wait for the non-bully guy to be president. I mean, even if, I don't think Trump's a bully, but even if he was a bully, with everything going on around the world with world leaders and this current state of the world, even if he was a bully, I mean... Isn't that kind of necessary right now? Like we don't as a man, and that's yeah. and that's where we're getting into the the philosophy and psychology, is like well, do you not feel now like you need a tough guy in there? Well yeah, and and, and that's exactly what I was gonna say. I, I don't think that he's a bully more more so he's a tough guy. And I think that uh, well, bully if, not like I, we gotta understand too that the the terminology of bully 
nowadays it gets thrown around like pretty yeah pretty candidly and loosely like like you you could have a situation where like two boys young boys one one like maybe picks on the other but it's not he's not malicious about picking on the other yeah. like he's more or less trying to like make him tough yeah uh, but that's bullying but, but that's bullying yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah 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 and, and that's not real bullying though that's not what a bully really is and to no, me that's a bully why, is what was what the government of china is that's a bully. yeah yeah oh that's shit that's an extreme that's the extreme version of a of bully bullying. is fucking Gretchen Whitmer locking down Michigan. Our governor in Illinois locking that. Those are bullies. Which they're discussing. The Republicans there are discussing uh, the, the House Im- Republicans impeaching, impeaching her. her. Yeah. yeah, God so, bless them. Yeah, but um, but but see, and and that to me, it, it goes back to why you would want a man to be feminized. Like, I've I've heard talks of uh Jordan Peterson breaking down like like I think it was in either in the twenty twelve rules of life twelve rules for life. Or maybe in some of his seminars, like the yin and yang and how feminism is kind of like goes hand in hand with chaos because of the whole emotional aspect of things. And when you look at life from an emotional scope. There's more of an association with the chaotic, impulsive. Yeah, yeah. anything having to do with more emotion could be more impulsive, could be less rational. And that's why in, 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 in like the, the, the philosophy behind yin and yang, like masculinity means more so order. And if you look at like older movies with like, let's say like a Western, there's more of a hierarchy that, that you see or more of a like, this is the law of the land, this is how we deal with each other, this is how we're going to, oh, no, all right, cool, one of us is going to die. Something that final and something that like kind of, just absolute. straight to the face and absolute it, it 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 will bring order it brings order and then also it creates a platform for everybody to succeed because essentially yeah. what you're what you do when you have order is you essentially put on display and you express listen we don't need a lot of rules we just need this handful of rules. Let's say, I don't know, compare it to, let's say, the Bill of Rights, the Constitution. No. We just need this, and this is a guideline. And if we follow this, we can all live together. We can all pursue happiness and health. But at the same time, these rules also allow us to pursue our happiness and health without infringing on the happiness and health of the person next to you. So, and 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 it, it's a harmonious way of yeah. operating. Yeah. So we don't need that many rules, but we just need this certain amount of rules. And then once we all agree to follow these rules, yeah, then shit, you could do whatever you need to do to grow and be happy and healthy. And this guy could do whatever he needs to do to grow and be happy and healthy. As long as whatever we do to grow and be happy and healthy doesn't af- infringe upon the next person's ability yeah. to be happy and healthy. And if you break these rules, well, we have to like address it and, and, and punish it vigorously because then you 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 run the risk of like collapsing the whole system. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's really a, like a delicate line of like where you're infringing on an individual and whether that individual is following the rules, the rules that are set, the guidelines that are set, the laws that are set. 
And it's like you have to, you have to be careful with how you told this. Like COVID nineteen has shown how extreme things can get and how not extreme things can get. You know what I mean? Like we might see if 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 Biden ends up uh, being the 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 president, we might see a stark difference of how he governs as opposed to Trump. Trump was very hands off. Trump was very hands off. He's like, this is a republic. I'm not going to mandate masks. I'm not going to mandate lockdowns. That's up to the state. And 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 when it came to abortion, the same thing. That's up to the states. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying shit about that. And you got shit to do with me. I'm the president of the United States. I'm not the dictator of the United States. Mm-hmm. For all the fascism, fascism, fascism that 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 that, that they people claim. Oh, yeah, that's another baseless, unsubstantiated yeah, claim. He was very, very hands-off. And to me, that's because he understood the, the, the delicacy of what it is to toe that line. Um, and it's not, it's not so easy because, I mean, we've seen, we've seen this play out. Like, if, if, if people actually sit down and watch uh, the second season of The Walking Dead, I think a lot of those themes of when shit hits the fan, what extremes are you willing to go to because how afraid you are? You know yeah. what I mean? That's why I like that season. That was one of the best seasons I've ever seen. And it was because it asked that question. Like, okay, COVID-19, that's real unprecedented. But what are you willing to do? What are you willing to give up? Are you willing to give up? Oh, are, are you willing to let the cops get, ticket you or, or, or arrest you because you have more than 10 people? Oh, okay. Uh, wear the mask. Or, or, or we're going to find you. Oh, you can't go to the store. You can't go to the restaurant. You can't go anywhere. You got to stay locked in. You're a fucking inmate. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so uh, people might think, oh, RX, you're going, you're out of line. Like, we're in a pandemic. No, no, no. I think that these are questions that we have to ask each other but, because but, uh, it's happening. But even then, and I'm glad you brought up that point of of like somebody who could potentially criticize the point you just made, saying, "Oh, well, you gotta understand, like we're in a pandemic." The issue with it is that the data doesn't support like these radical measures. That's the issue, and and like let's dial back the time clock here, and let's go back to about like March or April. You could go back to some of our episodes from back then. Or some of the things that we said on Twitter or whatever. When we didn't know what this thing was, I I would say most conservatives were very cautious about it. Like I remember when we it, were cautious when it first started. Yeah. Conservatives like were the ones saying, "Well, look at all these goofies going to these clubs and these bars when there's a pandemic." And I remember like even you and I we were we were talking about some people that we know personally yeah. that like we saw on social media going out to clubs and bars and we're like, "Damn, like these motherfuckers are kind of stupid cuz like there's this like unknown ass thing out there no that data. like yeah. that that like we didn't know we didn't know what it was." Yeah. So because there was the unknown and because we were still gathering information and we were far less informed about the situation. We were far more cautious about it. And I remember the conversations you and I had of like, damn, it's serious if the NBA is shutting shit down and like, and like all yeah. of this stuff, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. The, it was, it was very interesting, which damn, I just thought of something, but we'll get it about the NBA and like them being one of the first organizations to shut down, but them being like 
widely and and like them having like a strong connection with China. Oh, I wonder yeah. if there's like a correlation there. But anyway, so like we saw all of that and we're like, damn, okay, this is this is kind of this is serious. And all the liberals, they were all drinking and St. Patty's Day and like all of that stuff. Yeah. Then as more information came out, we learned what it was. We figured it out. Like we we understood, okay, wash hands, wear masks, social distance. All right, the death rate is not that bad. Okay, like all of this stuff. Then we started to realize, all right, well, life could start to resume normalcy because we know what this is. Meanwhile, the other side got more restrictive. It was like, it was almost, it became like almost a role reversal. But a role reversal based off of what? Because like our side is the one going off of the information presented. So so when we talk about mortality rate, when we talk about the chances of survival, it's like, well, it doesn't warrant like the things that they're that they're trying to shove down people's throats. Yeah. When originally we were willing to accept these guidelines or 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 these lockdowns or whatever. Is that like, all right? Because this is serious. We got to kind of get a handle on it. But now that we realize we've realized more about it and we know more about it. Well, yeah, it's it's a way tougher pill to swallow because well it, it 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 doesn't yeah the measures don't match the severity of of like what this is no not at all actually the way you explained that reminded me of the way a boxing match is oh, to 12 rounds the first three four rounds you're feeling the person out you're trying to get your timing you're like i don't know does, does this person hit hard how fast are they are do they make me feel uncomfortable certain ways that's how you handle that that's how i i feel like conservatives handled the pandemic they were like all right i don't know what the fuck this is it came from china it's airborne what data do we have once we got to the sixth round of this whole situation we're like oh okay death rate like you said not as bad this okay that all right now we have a game plan the next six rounds of this is like well we need to live we need to survive there is an economy and 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 the ramifications of what this could do to our economy as opposed to what it could do health-wise, it, it just does not make any sense. Like, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. The data, and, and well, I think Trump has a line that always says uh, the... The, the cure can't be worse than the, the illness or yeah. can't be worse than the problem. Yeah. Yeah. The solu- yeah, something like that. And it's like, well, it makes a lot of sense. Like, there is there is a balanced way to handle this. And I think that the way it's being handled... And the way that it might potentially be handled going forward is a lot of government overreach over things that they should not be able to do. And and the scary part is that it could potentially be too late when people start to realize this. Because you already have... I don't know if it's half of the population, but you already have a large segment of the population that willingly accepts the restrictions. Yeah. <laughs> and and they do it in the name and like those are the people that virtue signal and they do it in the name of public health and 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 they virtue signal by their Twitter profile it shows them uh, the picture of them wearing a mask, like all that stupid shit, like that type of goofy shit. And so those people there, they accept 
or like you know everything oh yeah. you know i got into a twitter spot about that the other day where where uh somebody it seemed like they had an issue with the idea of gretchen whitmer the governor of michigan uh locking down michigan but then i told them well but you voted for this and yeah. and then people swarmed me oh well that's true leadership everything like that like well i mean so potentially killing your economy is true leadership potentially tanking yeah. the small businesses to the point where they won't be able to come back like that's true leadership potentially intentionally getting people reliant on the government for funding and 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 for 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 uh financial support is true leadership I don't know. That seems like a whole lot of like scary notions to me. Yeah. But so they they willingly accept it. And then the other half of people that don't feel right about this, the issue is, well, typically they're people that kind of have their life together. So they don't want to cause waves. They kind of want to just comply to yeah. get... They want to comply with the idea that, all right, well, let me just comply, get this over with, and maybe I could things will go back to normal. Yeah. The problem is, is that what if it doesn't, though? What if you comply, 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 and, wh and when you look up one day, it's like you've complied yourself into living in a country where you do have a social credit yeah. score, or you've complied yourself into living in a country where you do get put in jail because you challenge some ideas online yeah. or you know you you do start like an independent media company that doesn't follow the mainstream me media narrative and you get censored like you could comply your way into hell yeah. or even comply your way into death and there's an old saying that goes the the road to hell is paved with good intentions because that's the thing that is i feel could potentially be so sinister about everything is this idea that everything is being done in the name of oh well we're saving lives well yeah people uh uh, uh build back better <laughs> yeah in the name of that uh you had retweeted um a video of justin trudeau talking about that right yeah which i let's uh Let's save that for the end. I wanted to get into the Antifa stuff. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so because um, because I think like that one has the potential to like kind of drift off because that one is we have the potential to delve into conspiracy theories with that. Yeah, with the Antifa versus versus the MAGA rally, it's pretty like straightforward. That, that's straightforward and like there's <laughs> plenty of evidence online. Yeah. you know what I'm saying. Um, so. The other day, there was what they call the Million MAGA March, and this was people from all over the country in solidarity. Organically, it wasn't organized by the uh, Republican National Committee. It wasn't organized by the Trump campaign. It was people organically showing up to Washington, D.C. to meet, to rally peacefully in support and solidarity for President Trump crazy 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 massive and like such a a vibrant feeling when you see the videos yeah like it's colorful you have people from all different walks of life red white and blue chanting yeah. p 
peacefully, dancing with each other. Like, my yeah. only regret is that I wasn't there. <laughs> like, to yeah. be honest, like it was that was that's that was like that was my only regret. I was like, wow, like, like this shit seems like rather lovely. Yeah. Like, it, you yeah. know, like for as much as people and the mainstream media would like to to make Trump supporters out to be like these hateful, evil, racist people. I didn't get any of that, like from nope, the the nope. videos that I saw until Antifa and Black Lives Matter showed up. But 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 first, let me set the stage for like what actually took place. Trump came down in a motorcade to say hi to everybody, which yeah. was badass. Like, and you could see the big ass smile on his face, like giving the thumbs up, yeah. like wow. Like, I mean, think about that. Think about how loved you are as a yeah. president, where people organically do this. I don't remember any such thing for Obama. Like I remember people going to Obama rallies, but like I don't women's remember March. Huh? Like it was all like leftist things, like, like, like. Uh, but th those were not like that for that Obama. That wasn't for Obama. That was really more so against Trump. Yeah, was, yeah. No, I, I'm talking. This was this. The title of this was million, the Million MAGA March. Yeah. Like MAGA Make America Great. Like this is yeah. tightly associated with with Trump and Trumpism versus like there was never no million bama march no million biden march million clinton march there was nothing yeah. that that i know of you know yeah, what i'm yeah, saying yeah. and so that in and of itself you see like how loved he is this yeah. president and and how much support he has i think that scares the east i think that scares communists i think that scares socialists I think that scares the mainstream media. Yeah. I think that's a pretty scary thing when these people organically did this. I mean, how scared are you that you don't talk about it on the news? Yeah. You're it, that scared that this is happening and you're not seeing people report on it or okay. show any videos. And then the few pictures or videos that you show has to be white people. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah. And then did you see the, the crazy shit that people were saying on Twitter, like David Frum? He he posted a picture of a of a Nazi parade or a Nazi rally. It's like, what a moron! Like what? Yeah. So you are correlating all of these people that is like a very diverse group of people. Yeah, old, young, men, women, black, white, Hispanic, brown, Asian. I mean, like just yeah. everything. There's there's no correlation. This not even in the same. It's not even the same sport. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. not the same ballpark, not the same sport, not not the same anything. And like you're 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 drawing this like very crazy, weird correlation. Well, that, anyway, that that dude's been a goofy ass bitch for such a long time. So, I mean, oh shit, Amber Alert! All these are happening. <laughs> I'm oh, that's that's yours. Yeah, you probably yours too. Yeah, so we're going through this Amber Alert. Bridge Sorry, and yeah, but anyway, uh, but yeah, like the, um, he he's been he's been such a he's just extreme. Like you can't if someone has a rational thought and might not agree with me, that's fine. But when when you're you come from the mode of just irrational, extremely biased, nonsensical shit, like I can't even treat you nothing less than a goofy ass bitch which is what he is yeah um and and like you you can't have conversations with 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 a guy like him because like it just would get nowhere exactly I, you know like 
and, and, and <laughs> Nazis with with that. Come on. And, and what stop. was interesting about the whole thing is that all these people were together. Nothing was being burnt. Nothing was being destroyed. No looting. No fighting. Nothing like that. And you have a lot of differentiating accounts of of how things went down like because people live streamed it tweeted and everything like that and across the board that's that's what you saw is like okay well like this is a peaceful nice thing that that we have going on here yeah and then as the sun started to set people started to disperse antifa and black lives matter show up and they start to pick on and this is well documented, like from yeah. on Twitter, different people that were there, like on Instagram. You, there's a whole bunch of videos out there on it, and that's what you got to rely on because the mainstream media. Oh, is and not, it was taken. It was starting. To, it, some people were posting those, and it was getting taken off by Instagram. Interesting. Yeah. And so, you know, the mainstream media didn't cover this one because they don't want to cover such a thing, but two because they don't go on the ground anymore. They don't go on the ground floor anymore. And so, coastal elites, the, yeah, coastal elites that get to report the world from not being in the world. Mm. I don't know how that works, but yeah. <laughs> um, so as the sun started to set, people started to disperse. They started to get picked on, harassed, eggs thrown at them, bleach thrown on people, people getting knocked out while they're not looking, sucker punched, yeah. getting snaked, like. Their phone stolen, their wallet stolen. Once Black Lives Matter and Antifa showed up, and I mean, like they were harassing old people, stealing their flags. Like it was just, no. it was disgusting. And those people again were doing it in the name of nobility. Oh well, these people are obviously racist, so we have the right to harass them and throw shit and hit them and assault them because they're racist, right? So they're gonna knock out a Nazi, yeah. punch a Nazi when you know nothing about. Nazis and who are Nazis, but you're just going along with it because you're ignorant and your life ain't shit and you're all fucked up. So that's how you approach life. And <laughs> those were the things that were going on. And then some people decided to fight back. And the Proud Boys were activated. Yeah. <laughs> and the Proud Boys, by many people's account, were able to get a grasp yeah. and quell the situation more effectively than the police because the Proud Boys don't have to worry about PC culture. Yep. The Proud Boys didn't have to worry about losing their job for doing their job. Yep. The Proud Boys were f fighting for freedom. But what I don't understand, though, because... If Biden is president, right? He said it's time for hope and healing. So what happened with that? Oh, that's not. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened with that narrative. Is this what? Is this the hope and healing he was talking about? Motherfuckers getting beat down because they didn't vote for him, and they don't fuck with him. I thought you were president. You know, the president for all people, and that's the thing. That that's the the narrative that is clearly not the case, but that you speaking and and then well let's actually dissect what's happening cops aren't doing shit proud boys come and do the cops job protecting people who were peacefully marching for the president of the united states 
in what world are we living in again? Is this America or is but the, communist China? Crazy? Like that shows you that shows you how strong the philosophy of Trumpism is. Is like the fact that it's like we're here together. These are our people, and the Proud Boys assign themselves the task of being the security guards for their people. It's yeah. like, all right, well. You guys aren't gonna do any. It was the DC police, so like they're already the DC mayor is already gonna yeah. have them on a very tight leash. So the problem is, all right, well, you're knocking out our people, you're robbing our people, you're throwing shit on our people. Yeah. So yeah, we're gonna activate yeah. and we're gonna fuck you up. And a, a retreat is what is is what took place. Like yeah. the, they ran Antifa and Black Lives Matter off. Yeah. That Sad. to me, like everything that was on display, was the makings of a civil war. Though, like, like if you look deeper into it, it's like in a way, it's like, man, okay, that's badass. That like Antifa and like all these goofies, they got their comeuppance, like, for, like you know, yeah. picking on innocent people. But if a Biden presidency brings out more trumpism in people where like people like protest and lash out against biden and and more things organically like this happen which is to be expected especially if they move forward with lockdowns and everything like that people are not gonna go lightly and that's not a pill that they're gonna swallow too easily a second go round if they even swallow it at all well, then, don't worry. Then what's going to end up happening though. is they're going to get antagonized by the other side because the other side is going to know that they're they're organized, and you're going to get situation. This is a situation where nobody died. I think there was one stabbing, yeah. and like twenty people like got severely beaten. Yeah. But which out of the twenty, I believe like all of them were were most of them were were yeah. Antifa people. Uh, but Biden has an answer for that too, though. Let me tell you about this buyback program. <laughs> but uh, but uh, like it, you're you could potentially see stuff like this getting happening more often, getting worse to the point where people start dying in the street, you know, and that's the issue at hand. And that's where we're at right now, culturally. So like you makes you wonder because obviously Trumpism is stronger than ever like i mean they're still counting votes but but last tally was like almost 10 million more people that voted for him than did in 2016 it's funny because like the number keeps changing as more votes come in but 10 million more people voted for him so that's like a very strong thing then on top of like all of these lawsuits and everything that's like flying forward in in the legal scope yeah further perpetuates this notion that people don't really buy the idea that Biden legitimately won. So if he does end up in office, you have the possibility of people not seeing him as a legitimate president on top of everything else that he's touting as far as lockdowns and, and, you know, his divisiveness when it comes to like racial tensions, because I would say that Obama's presidency fanned the flames of racial tension way more than Trump's presidency ever yeah. did. And I feel like Biden is in the making to be like an Obama 2.0 or maybe even worse. 
So you have the stage is set for some pretty crazy shit to start taking place. Mm -hmm. And I think we got a little bit of a preview of it at this at this million mega march. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and and it's it's crazy because you have to look at policy through all of this as well, you know? And um, you're seeing this situation. If there is if there is more bloodshed on the streets, what happens? How do we how does this get controlled and what rights could be taken away to control people? You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like like again, the buyback program, oh the mandating this, the uh mandating how many people are in the house, all that stuff. It's like the control of living a life. So like you said, it's not something to be taken lightly, and well, something and that I, I think that's a good segue into yeah. the, the 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 build back better segment. Well, that's what makes it super scary. Is that you know the great reset, which like before I had heard that term before, but it was like amongst like more conspiracy theory mm -hmm. type mm -hmm. stuff, and then I saw that you tweeted that. What, what was uh, it was uh, Justin Trudeau. Yeah, and giving a essentially saying that this pandemic has provided the opportunity to reset economic structures and take care of the most vulnerable people in society, that type of stuff. The issue with that, because again, they mask it with the veil of nobility, but what you don't understand is if you know about economics, if you know about history, you'll understand that this terminology has been used before around the world at the cusp of communist regimes taking over. And it becomes an issue of, of control and they can gain control through the measure of public health. Oh, well, you, you can't have people organizing. In Milwaukee the other day, uh, organic Trump rally started and the health department went and told the people they had to disperse and get out of there because they were gathered and it was a pandemic and for public safety. Well, the issue with that is that you're infringing on their First Amendment right to, to peacefully assemble. Yeah, and, and that wasn't the, you know, a problem with George Floyd protests. So Black Lives Matter protests, that wasn't a problem then, so it's a problem now. And see, that's the type of shit that, like, at what point do you start getting pissed off and when people go and tell you you got to go home, when will you start throwing shit at them and tell them to get the fuck out of here? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that because I'm saying, like, we should. I, I would not want to do that, but at what point do you start, like, being like, fuck that, make me? Because... Antifa and BLM, when, when, when they were told to go home, they were throwing Molotov cocktails. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, okay, what if the right starts getting on that shit? And, that, and then now you have the, the capability for some real unrest. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing. And so it makes you wonder. And that's where we start to delve into the, the realm of possible conspiracy theory is... The leaders, the leadership in a lot of these democratic states, democratic municipalities, world leaders from all over the globe, 
you would think, all right, well, they have the data that we have. They have the same access to it. In fact, they probably have better access, better resources. So why go forward with something that like if in the end is not as deadly as originally predicted, why go forward with those extreme measures if you're seeing these measures are are starting to cause unrest? Why not look at it and be like, well, people obviously like reject this shit. Why don't we give them the freedom to make the choice? The, those that feel like they're more vulnerable. Yeah. Protect themselves, shield themselves, isolate themselves when they can, and like let people do what they need to do because clearly, like there's a, a strong spirit for freedom. Oh. But no, what you see these leaders do is when you see something like the Million MAGA March, like they double down on the measures, they double down on the rhetoric. So then it becomes, you get the question and it becomes an issue of, well, is this about intentionally stifling freedom? And are we at a place right now because of this pandemic that if the East was going to make a move, if communism was going to make a move, if socialism was going to make a move, if no. dictatorship was going to make a move, authoritarianism, totalitarianism, if any of these philosophies were going to make a move, well, what better time than now yeah. to make that move if you got a guy that by and large like a lot of people see him as a puppet in biden mm -hmm. he's touting lockdowns one of the guys that he wants on his coronavirus task force already mentioned three to six week lockdowns and he said that that would bring the economy back but the economy is already coming back like yeah. donny t brought it back uh 33.1 percent gdp growth in in third quarter no. We're we're at at a uh, uh, six and a half unemployment. Probably by the end of November, we'll be at like low six, high five. Like things are already coming back. Mind you, mind you, where our unemployment is right now is where it was average throughout Obama's tenure. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, where right. our employment yeah. is right now, and that's in the midst of a pandemic. So imagine like what could be. That's another thing why I find it so hard to believe that people like voted for Biden as much as they're saying people voted for yeah. Biden. That in and of itself is like even in the midst of a pandemic, like we've seen some pretty decent stride forward, yeah. de decent strides forward. Yes, the numbers of the virus have gone up. But then also there's a lot of fugazi shit happening with that. Like I don't know if you saw that tweet the other day from Elon Musk the, where he where he's like there's something bogus yeah. going on. I took four tests, two are positive, two are negative. There were thousands of people getting texts that they had it, that they tested positive and they weren't. They didn't have it and it was a mistake or whatever. That's also like, well, what's happening there? So how accurate are these numbers? Yeah. The death numbers have dropped drastically. Like and and then also why and then again this is more conspiracy theory realm, but why are world leaders adamant about this whole build back better, build back better than Biden, build back better and the world economic forum, build back better. What is this? What is this great reset? And then when you hear Trudeau's words, it's like, Oh, the inequities and a much fairer world. And I don't know, this sounds a lot like fucking socialism, communism, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Yeah. yeah. 
propaganda. Yeah. And, and that's the issue is because you have a situation where it would be very easy for them to implement these things. Okay, you have great strides apparently being made when it comes to a vaccine. But then Biden the other day from the office of president-elect, I don't know what the fuck that is, but apparently that he's that's he that's <laughs> the the office he was he was representing when he when he spoke, but he was talking about well the the vaccine news is good, but it'll take a very long time. Like he's very negative about the whole situation. Yeah, but it'll take a long time to to get it to everybody and and everything like that. So. And, and he did the time frame he gave was a year. It would be about a year till everybody could get it. So right there, are you suggesting like what's going on now and the measures that are be taking now? Yeah. Like, are you suggesting that last another year? So essentially that in and of itself, you, you would guarantee like tank the economy. People would lose their homes. People would lose their businesses. People would lose their property, so on and so forth. Well, as we've seen in China, that was the number one way that they attacked the society and culture was through getting rid of people that owned property. They don't like the idea of ownership. They don't like the idea of private property. And the left here in this country, like the radical left, they've been talking about like getting rid of private property for a long time because you got to understand the people that they appeal to typically don't own property on top of the fact that. A lot of younger people that are not even like radically left or even care that much about politics, like millennials, Gen Z, a lot of them don't own property. So they're not even going to really fight the idea of people not owning property because they they don't have it anyway. So it's like, oh, whatever. And so, so right there, like you, you set the stage for, for something like that. Then you also set the stage for giving government the ultimate much, power <laughs> pretty much the ability to financially support individuals you know what i'm saying print out money all that type of stuff ubi exactly oh, hey man what are, you, what are you working for here have a thousand dollars on us yeah you have you have the potential for some some really scary stuff again this is a lot of conspiracy theory but like what you know, like the the stage is set for it. It's not like that many steps removed from where yeah. we currently are. Yeah, like like we're delving into the what ifs, but the what ifs, depending, like could be true. Like it could end up that way. Because I remember that episode that we did about artificial intelligence and stuff like that, how that could turn around on us. You know what I mean? And and how something like that would be used like artificial intelligence would be used to support the claim that you need ubi oh we need higher taxes and this this and that like you you have to look at the way government thinks and how they'll support themselves when they know that they can't support themselves they will come up with a way you know Mm -hmm. what i mean and so you look at all these things so many sheep that like just go with whatever the mainstream narrative is like i was like in pre-production we were talking and i threw out the idea what if it, let's say like Biden does get in office and they throw out the idea, oh, well, what we determine is that the coronavirus was caused by pollution and climate change. So 
turns out we do need to enact the Green New yeah. Deal because, like, that's the only way we could save lives. Yeah. Sure. I mean, so, so now, in the name of public health, yeah, like, you got to enact the Green New Deal. So, yeah, stop cars, stop transportation. Yeah. Now you limit freedom even more. Or, or you could only use your car... To go to this destination and back, if you if you're found out of like the route that you can go, like yeah. there's so many things that that they can do. It's all these for little, a power yeah. grab yeah. that like, <laughs> and, and you have so many people that like just willingly comply. Like, oh well, we're we're saving lives. It's the responsible thing to do. Nah, and and that's where you have to be smart enough to understand that to them, climate change is a synonym to communism. That's what it is, really. Yeah. Like if you look at. What they're trying to do in the name of climate change, in the name of gender equality, in the name of racial equality, in the, in the name, name of, of all public shit, health, yeah. in the name of all these token mm. phrases that they throw out, it's 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 essentially an agenda. Yeah, it all it all trickles down to one word: communism. And then you have the mainstream the mainstream narrative that essentially our mainstream media right now they're essentially state-run media like it, yeah. it's it's like the shit that you get in venezuela and china it's like it's the news but like the news the word news is like loosely used and in air quotations because it's all shit that's approved by the government and it's all like one 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 narrative so the the issue is this what happens then biting it's in office and what happens that if in the name of oh well you know we gotta watch what <coughs> excuse me bless you we gotta watch what people say because you know there's a lot of dis misinformation out there on the internet so you know what we're gonna have to have more strenuous online guidelines. So then how easy does it become? Like, all right, never mind uh, uh, Alex Jones, Farrakhan, and Milo, but just even the other guys that like seem to be dissidents of the mainstream media, like Shapiro, Crowder, Temple, how long do they last now? So now you're not, what if they create a situation where now you're not even getting a different narrative anymore? Yeah. Like now it's just, well, if any information you get is from the mainstream. I forgot. I, I forgot who had uh, um, Ben Shapiro had had a conversation with uh, with like a CNN reporter, and he's like, "Well, how come you have your own uh, platform? How come you start your own?" I said, "Well, would you have hired me?" He said, "Well, would you have hired me on CNN?" <laughs> Hell no. And dude stayed quiet. No, you wouldn't have. That's why I had to get out of the way, like do my own thing. Because you wouldn't have hired me. Same thing with Crowder. One Crowder with Fox News, and they're like, "Ah, no." Ago, yeah. And well, Crowder was like, "All right, well, you might think it's not that great, but obviously, I'm going to build something." And now it's one like a huge conservative channel. And from what I understand, the other day he tweeted, "He's the number one uh, news commentary, independent news commentary." It was the Young Turks, but then he surpassed no, the Young no. Turks. I mean, come on, like these guys. That like the will of the people will always win because it's like well all right you don't want me to be part of your crew that's fine I'll start my own I'll start my own and that's what they did and they started their own Candace Owens is now on Daily Wire right if I'm not mistaken so it's like you're you're looking at. 
people building because they're not invited to the party. But what happens when all of a sudden Apple's like, you know, a uh, we're going to have to look at all the podcasts and the people talking about this stuff. Or Spotify. You see what they're trying to do with Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. Joe Rogan's the tip of the iceberg. But let's say that shit creates a trickle-down effect of like what you can or can't say on your own podcast as a person. You know what I mean? You could you could definitely control what, what, what people have to say. Because we're only really talking about the the main social media platforms we're not talking about podcast platforms or or podcast laws or 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 you know any any law having to do with with your free speech you know like look at look at Crowder because Crowder is a little bit more uh, on the funny side so like he'll say certain things that that's funny oh no you can't say that you know because Ben Shapiro is a lot more safe I would say Ben Shapiro is a lot more safe. Um, Crowder because it's from a comedic standpoint I kind of would compare his or liken his show uh, not not so much to like Bill Mars but kind of in the same realm like you're going to mm-hmm. be funny about it you're going to mm-hmm. joke about it things are said in jest you know what I mean but what if they start saying well he can't say that in jest you can't say this you can't say mm-hmm. that no 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 you're, you're, you're cancelled you're cancelled you can't be on YouTube anymore you know what I mean something that he built um, the good thing is he has Blaze TV but but it's still YouTube is such a big, big platform. What happens? That's a scary thought. What happens when when these people become, in a way, not obsolete, but but canceled because big platforms are saying, "No, nah, fuck you." You know what I mean? That's why it's important that people are going to Potter. That's that's why it's important people are going to Newsmax to get their news or OAN because you're seeing people be like Rumble, oh, like yeah. Rumble has developed where where now like well, it's I, like I like, a, like it's like kind of like YouTube. Oh, for real? Rumble, and then and then you still have BitChute out there. You have the Brave browser. Like, if you want to like go on the internet without without like you know being monitored or whatever. Like, there are channels out there, but the thing is, that stuff won't last if if like we get to a realm where like there's like totalitarianism and a dictatorship. Yeah, like that stuff will get shut down. That's what I'm saying. And and you get that's why these conversations are important to have because yeah maybe they do delve a little bit into the realm of conspiracy theory, but it is important to have some sort of a keen eye to this because it could make it could make all the difference. And I noticed the people that are doing good or or are we're doing good or wanted to do good in life and grow and be prosperous and everything. They're all like very like fearful and like there's like a, a sense of depression right now because yeah. the like the uncertainty of, of what the future holds. But people that like really like weren't on shit, you notice like, yeah, it's kind of like business as usual. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I I didn't own nothing then. I'm not gonna own nothing now. That's like like and, and that's what's so funny is is well, it's sad really, not funny at all. This idea that like people will vote and they'll vote and their vote will yield the result of not really making their own situation better, but just simply the ones that were doing good, making yeah. their situation worse. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. We were talking about it in uh, pre-production. Like, like, oh, man, 
right now you're at like at a standstill when it comes to investing in in property and stuff like that because you don't know what 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 are these lockdowns gonna do what how long are they gonna last yeah what like, more measures are they gonna take yeah it's like right now you could get the deal of a lifetime and you'd have to really think twice you'd really have to be like do i want to take this hit is it is it in my best interest to take the deal of a lifetime if it if things were normal and it's like that is a question you sh- you ask yourself right now even today like i had i had a huge gain in the stock market like i had a really good day in the market and rather than be excited about it i was like well what does it mean if like dude gets in office and they inflate money so much where it's like oh well yeah like i had i i made a lot of money but like what the fuck does good it did mean, it do yeah. like it, but all of this money that i have in there i can't even like buy anything because <laughs> you know what i'm saying milk will be 500 dollars. <laughs> but you know yeah, yeah you're right so it, it's like things like this is when you start realizing like policy matters even if for most they don't really pay attention to that but like you have to worry like Actually, right now they had a press conference on their like economic strategy. I, I'm looking forward to see what the fuck it is that if they if 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 uh, by December 12 it's determined it's President Biden. What is it that they're planning? Like, what is what is your economic strategy? And, it's, and, it's I could tell you right now yeah. it's nothing good because just off of that press conference that he did from the office of President Elect. Yeah. <laughs> He didn't mention any of the good strides that we made forward. Like he didn't mention the 33.1% GDP growth no. third quarter. He didn't mention the unemployment rate being at a pretty I mean it's not a, a great place to be in, but it's like significantly better than what economists predicted. Yeah. He didn't acknowledge like the huge gains forward. He didn't acknowledge the fact that like like the like what Donnie T was saying about Man, uh, 2000, 2021 could be our greatest year ever. Like, no, no talk like that at all. So I imagine, like, whatever they said at that press conference is going to be a lot of doom and gloom. It's going to revolve a lot around, well, we got to deal with the pandemic first before we we even worry about that. Like, because that's their whole thing. Like, because they, yeah. they don't give a fuck about the economy. They don't. Like, they... I, I And I don't put it past this... Biden administration, if there indeed does be, you know, we get to a place where there is a Biden administration and that comes to fruition, I don't put it past them to tank the economy. I don't even put it past them to do it intentionally because it's all in the name of, of public health, especially yeah. if he didn't legitimately win. Like, you got to think right now, this guy is going under the notion that he got the most votes in history. He probably feels like he could do whatever the fuck he wants to do and people are going to vote because the reality is, and then we could close out the episode with this, but the reality is he didn't campaign. He ran a shit ass. uh, uh, He didn't campaign in locations. He ran a shit ass campaign. There was really no messaging. He never had a standout moment. No. Even when Trump like didn't do his best and gave Biden the opportunities to have standout moments, he didn't. Kamala did nothing. Kamala did nothing. Like like I don't know, like that's why it's so hard for people to believe that he legitimately won. So they're already smug and 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 arrogant 
Imagine how they are now. Imagine how emboldened they are now. Nah, like everybody has to be careful. Keep a keep a, a open eye to this shit. And I'm pretty sure without even seeing that press conference, I'm pretty sure it's not going to be anything pleasant. On that note, I'm taking my rope. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, that's our episode for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. The show continues to grow because you guys keep listening. So keep on listening. Remember, we're on Twitter at Hanging With Apes. If you know somebody would be interested in something that we talk about, share it with them on Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Apple, and Google. We'll see you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.